1: Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop, Cox's Louisville's go-to liquor store. It's time for the Roundtable with Round Daddy. Hey, Round Daddy. The
0: Roundtable with Round Daddy. Me, James Strebel, Big Daddy, with your host, James Strebel.
1: Hey, Round Daddy, James Strebel. Gotcha. On ESPN six eighty and one oh five seven. There's a reason why we don't have a single signee in the November
2: signing class. And and that's the other thing. Like Kenny Payne keeps talking about uh this is, you know, next year or whatever. Man, you don't have anything coming in for next year. There's nope. nothing. No, nothing. I, mean, I mean you're 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 betting the house on Carter Knox. <laughs> like, dude. I mean, do anybody on planet Earth expect him to come to Louisville? <laughs> you know, so no. Yeah, I mean, it's and, and it wouldn't matter if he did. Oh, our good friends, Rum and Blank, waxing poetic about Kenny Payne. They probably were probably like. Get this talk out of here. I want to talk portal. Damn it. I want to talk Brady Brom and Jeff Brom in the portal. I don't want to talk Kenny Payne anymore, but guys, good job. Good work there. All right. So round roundtable here on ESPN 680, 105.7. Phil Baker hanging out with me today. Zach Cantrell pushing the buttons and doing a great job over there on the other side of the glass. The Ravens are back home Sunday as they host the Texans in the divisional round at 4.30 p.m. Pre-game at 4 p.m. The Ravens on ninety 93.9 DeVille. Presented by Liquor Barn, where Kentuckians go to celebrate life. Let's go ahead and not keep our guy waiting any longer. Ty Spaulding, Cardinalsports.com. Ty, my friend, how are you? I feel like it's gonna be a, a feisty appearance today on the radio.
1: I mean, we've we've done this dance a time or two. I mean, it's it's really, I mean, how much how much more can you get worked up about it?
2: True, I agree with you, Ty. It's like how much can, how much more can you work, up, get worked up about it? But Phil Baker brought up a good point about this, and any, every time you don't think that Kenny Payne can do something else to tweak the fans a little bit more, he does something. Go ahead, Phil. I know you're talking about this off well,
0: air. Well, no, Ty. Thanks for joining the live cast last night. I'm, I'm glad Absolutely. you got to uh, have some fun with uh, Lawrence and his cat on ESPN Louisville <laughs> Plus. Uh, the masses <laughs> loved it. But uh, I saw you retweet something from uh, Aaron Flaker and, and Mark Ennis going back and forth. Look, we can say things about where the trajectory of Kenny Payne is going, but Aaron Flaker's a prominent donor with Louisville Athletics. What did you make of that?
1: Yeah, you know, I I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to really put Aaron's name in the limelight, but he kind of did that himself. And my whole point was to make people aware of of who Aaron is, And, and I'm not saying he matters more than, than a guy who sits up in the 300 levels. But, but Aaron's a guy who, you know, I know pretty well. He, he, he's, he's done a ton for U of L. He's funded the locker room renovations for Dan McDonald's program. And he's a perfect example of someone that spends a lot of money on this product. That is men's basketball. And he's a person that probably feels insulted and stupid. Um, and really, is this probably thinking to himself, "Why did I spend this money last year?" If, there, if the head coach was really just um, just going through the motions, you know, it is just to me, it's it's a one person. But I think he speaks for a lot of people. And it's and like I said, this is a guy that is one of your most loyal supporters. He's he's going to be there through thick and thin, and he's frustrated, like. Why did I spend this money? Why am I, you know, why am I paying for a suite if the coach isn't, if the coach doesn't care as much as I do? And that, to me, just, he echoes a sentiment that, that really resonates with a lot of fans. And, and my whole po- point to, to really kind of shedding some more light on that is because Aaron's a guy, like I said, he's, he's one of the guys that's, that's, that's helped UofL out a lot. And he's going to be there to help UofL in the future, But you cannot continue to ignore him and the rest of the fan base um, with the Kenny Payne era.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think that's the next evolution in this tie spaulding is the the and, and you know we've talked about this with with Kenny Payne you know Josh Heard not saying too much some of the more prominent donors and boosters kind of being quiet I think the next thing is people like him speaking up and being like you know what I'm pulling my money out I'm not, I'm not going to spend money on this I'm not going to waste my time doing this I work hard for for what I what I have and what I spend and what I give to U of L and if I have a coach out here saying well actually. Especially last year didn't count. This is just really year one this year, da 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 this, that, and the other. That's when it takes a turn for the worse for those fans, Ty, because, I mean, could, could you imagine if, you know, if, if more people other than, than Flaker come out and start saying similar things on Twitter, on social media, or on radio programs, or wherever it may be? I mean, Josh heard. Josh heard eventually would have to step in and say something, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, you're the fan base is, is is what's going to carry you through the toughest of times. And they're only going to do that. If if given a reason to, if they feel like they're not being heard, if they feel like their opinions aren't being, uh, aren't being considered, then then you're going to enter a state that, that, that people just don't care and people stop spending the money. And, the suites even get emptier. Like I think Louisville, you know, I think overall, I think they held on to as many season ticket orders as possible after last year. Probably better than you would have hoped for, but I just don't see that that being the case for for a large majority of the people that decided to renew for year two. Um, I don't see those people signing up for a year three, especially with the the cost of season tickets and donations and stuff. And and when your fan base, like I said, when they they feel like they're not being heard, that's when they're going to turn their back on you. And so I I think Louisville's entering a danger zone here where the fan base really just feels um, isolated and really on an island.
2: Do you think that Kenny Payne really believes what he's saying, or is he in survival mode with this? Because that comment last night was, I mean, it was something. And he sounded sincere, and, and, you know, Phil brought up the point, too. It's a two-part question. Do you think he believes what he's saying, and do you think he had some assurances from Josh Hurd when he took the job when it comes to the timeline of how long it's going to take for him to get this program right?
1: I full-heartedly believe he's, he's speaking what he thinks. And, you know, I went on Lola Sports Live with Ethan Moore last week, and I said, like, this breakup is going to be messy. You know, put the put the external factors to the side, put that he played here to the side. It's the fact that you're going to have to have a conversation with someone that does not know the that they're doing a bad job or doesn't think they're doing a bad job. Like, mm-hmm. that's going to make this breakup – Messier than any of the finances, any of the, you know, former players or any of any of that stuff. I mean, it's the fact that you're going to have to do business with someone that thinks they're doing a good enough job. So that's that a great point. Me, yeah. That, to me, is just going to make this so messy. And, you know, with, when it comes to is he getting reassurances from his bosses to say that kind of stuff, That's a, that's a really good point that I don't think any of us really can say definitively because the only time we've heard Josh address the situation within a interview with Eric Crawford mm. and you know you can probably speculate that, that Kenny's maybe getting that from somewhere yeah but 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 there's really no no way to really confirm that just because I mean we we haven't heard from Josh and the little we have it was there you know it was in an article you know a planned article with Eric Crawford so You know that would be a worry for of me if you if you really don't want a year three, you know you've really got to you know be you know really you know hope that that Kenny's not getting this. this reassurance from his bosses, I think that's really got to be something that you're thinking about and hoping that's not the case.
2: A couple more for you here. Ty Spaulding, cardinalsports.com. Go check out there. He has all the information. They have message boards. They have breaking news. They have portal watches, all kinds of stuff there. Cardinalsports.com. Um, when's the last time that you remember – uh tie a, a football coach on a road game watching a basketball game because I, I i saw brady brom and, and jeff brom there last night and i was like i, I don't remember bob petrino ever going on the road and, and watching a little basketball or charlie strong or hell scott sanderfield i don't even know if scott Satterfield knew uh that, that louisville had a basketball team i i, I don't hey remember. he went to the dirt bowl for the uh hostage there I, I forgot about the dirt bowl this someone did tricked him They're like hey we're going we're going to get some barbecue uh scott sanderfield like what's this what's going on he didn't he didn't know where he's going but i mean what would you make of, of of jeff braum and brady braum there, uh courtside last night uh, in the dean dome
1: yeah i talked about this a little bit on the stream last night you know jeff and brady yeah they're they really like kenny you know like obviously results aside probably they really like Kenny. Like they were at the Lit together, hanging out. You know, uh, a couple Friday nights ago. Oh boy. Um, they've, you know, obviously been to the TBC stuff together. I mean, yeah. they, they. I mean, I, I think it's uh, it's a, a couple of things. One, uh, I think Jeff and Brady are are, are as big as fans as, as the diehards are. But two, I think that that they that they're they're really good friends with Kenny, and, and they want to see him do well. And if this if they feel like. You know, showing their faces can kind of give them a lift, and then that's what they'll do. So, you know, I think it's a situation where they just want to show their support for Kenny, and uh, it really just shows that that they're just as big as fans, and they they want Louisville to do well just just as much as the 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 dude that pasted during his uh, in his living room during games. I mean, that's the type of fan they are. Um, So that's really relatable. It's good to see. Um, But again, you know the. Um, their program is, is going to be better off when basketball is better. So I don't know how long you can, um, you can really, you know, back yourself into a corner and support um, the record that's at hand here.
2: Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, he, even, even Jeff Roms uh, trying to save Kenny Payne. I don't know if the, if the portal King himself can save Kenny Payne. All right, Ty, great work today. Appreciate the time, man. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Thanks Ty.
1: Yeah. And I was going to say something else, you know, Damon Stoudemire at Georgia Tech, like, yeah, he's he's nine and eight right now. He has wins over Duke, Mississippi State, Penn State, and at Clemson. And he has Georgia Tech at nine and eight. So, so, so say Kenny is granted his his excuse and and say that this is year one for Kenny. He's still doing a terrible job at six and 11. If this is his year one, six and 11 is terrible. Especially when Georgia Tech, like I mentioned, is nine and eight and has some really good wins on their resume. So, just wanted to drop that snippet in there. Um, the the, the bogus—it's a bogus argument. You're, even if this is year one, it's still bad. It's still not good enough.
2: I'm with you, Ty. Appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week. There we go. All right, moving over to the Kentucky side of things, we got Cam Drummond here uh, from the Lexington Herald Leader. Cam, how you doing, sir?
3: Or I'm on the line a bit earlier, so I usually get to hear Ty's, you know, kind of sad ramblings about the state of, you know, Louisville athletics for a <laughs> bit longer. But I think uh, I think today it's probably best that we cut that short, seeing as it's all just press conference and uh, year zero, year one talk.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, that, that was the entire segment. Uh, Phil Baker sitting here with me too, Kim. <laughs> that was the entire segment was, was year zero and year one and all that good stuff. Well, we have better things to talk about here as Kentucky basketball picks up another win in the SEC now. Out three and one in the conference after losing to Texas A and M on Saturday. Uh, much better defensive effort from the Cats, and boy, John Calipari likes seeing that. What was the difference to you, Ty, in and 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 how the, the the Kentucky Wildcats played defense against Mississippi State, what they didn't do against A and M?
3: Yeah, Cal Perry kind of started his post-game pressure yesterday by, by referencing some defensive adjustments that they made, not only from the A&M game to the Mississippi State game, but also some in-game adjustments as well. They tweaked their pick-and-roll defense a little bit. I mean, it still wasn't great. I think mm. State averaged more than 1.2 points per possession. Kentucky still dropped, I think, six spots in the Ken Palm adjusted defensive efficiency, so they're still like 64th in the country. But But it was better, and more importantly, it was good enough. Right, especially when yeah. you're going to have an offense that I think now has scored at least 81 points in 15 of the 16 games this season for the first time ever in school history. And Kentucky really did hone in on a couple of of Mississippi State's key players. I think Josh Hubbard coming off the bench for State was one of 11 or, or something. You know, incredibly bad shooting from the field. Obviously, they let T- uh, Tolu Smith kind of get his. But yeah. you're not going to be you know getting beat by just him. So, Kentucky did a good enough job on that side of the ball. The rebounding, I thought, in particular was a lot better. State came into the game usually out rebounding teams by, I think, 6.4 boards per game, and Kentucky battled them to a 33-all draw on the glass. And also, you got to look at the rim protection as well. I mean, Ugana, you know, really had a, a strong game, the second strong game for Ugana in terms of blocking shots, and Bradshaw found a way to not be in, you know, foul hell, and, and he really was able to to make his body be more effective at the rim, keep verticality. Mm. So, a lot of good things to build off of, but, but also Kentucky probably will want to still shore things up a little bit heading into a Saturday night because I don't think many people saw this coming, but this Georgia team rolling in here uh, looks to be a bit of a sleeper in the SEC through a few games.
2: Yeah, they're much better. Mike White in year two in, in Georgia. Uh, you know, I, I'm pretty shocked. I thought that'd be, you know, Tom Crean-like where it was just bad from start to finish. But no, he's he's got them playing better basketball so you know another double digit win for kentucky over that georgia team uh would speak volumes antonio reed uh cam is, is just he's he's year two of antonio Reed is not what i expected i thought he'd come in average you know 10 12 points per game uh be you know be a starter but be one of the maybe the, the third or fourth option as far as scoring comes with the guards but I mean, he has a strong argument. I know everyone's talking about Dalton Connect there for Tennessee. Man, he's got a strong argument for SEC Player of the Year right now. 27 points last night. He just he scores from every single level on the floor. If you want him to three, he can do that. He has this floater now uh, that he's utilizing. He, he, he's going to the basket more than he did last year. I, just, I cannot stress enough how important Antonio Reeds of this team, and he's blown me away with how much he's improved from year one at Kentucky to year two.
3: Yeah, and kind of building off everything you just listed there, I direct everyone to go to Kentucky.com and Kentucky.com slash sportswear. My colleague Ben Roberts uh, basically wrote his game story last night on both the Kentucky offense and Antonio Reeves specifically, and, and Ben did a great job of detailing just how much more evolved Antonio Reeves' offensive package is. I mean, yes, he's still a three-point threat. He's actually shooting the three-ball, I think, three percent better this year yeah. compared to last year. It's like forty-two percent compared to thirty-nine percent. But his two-point conversion rate has gone up sky high, almost twenty percent. And Ben details wow. really—you know—it's just—it's such a more. Comp- profile. You know he can blow by guys, he can get fouled, get to the line. He was nine of nine from the line last night. He can have euro steps in the lane. He can make step back shots. Uh, he talked a lot about how at Illinois State when he was a supremely ball dominant player and really the cog of that offense. He had a pretty strong floater game, which we've seen, as you alluded to, come out many times this season. And, you know, you think about all these improvements and enhancements that he's made individually and and the way that fits into the way Kentucky's offense has flowed this season with the ball movement. But then you think on top of all of that about how crazy the offseason was, you know, him being involved in classes for a few weeks at Illinois State, just the general paranoia that existed with Kentucky's roster composition. So the fact that not only he's shown this improvement, but shown this improvement in an offseason that was super chaotic, where he obviously wasn't in Lexington the full time, let alone had intentions on coming back to college the full time, just really kind of shows his growth and development. And, and to your point as well, on a Kentucky team that has a lot of compelling cases already for some SEC end-of-year awards, you got to think Reed is right up there amongst the top three, top five, when you're thinking about SEC Player of the Year.
2: Absolutely. Him, Wade Taylor, like I said, Dalton Connect. I mean, all, all three of those guys are probably tops of my list. I mean, you, know, you have SEC Freshman of the Year. You could throw, you know, DJ Wagner, uh, Rob Dillingham, Reed Shepard, all of them in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they're, they're, they're going to see some hardware uh, for Kentucky players. Maybe even John Calipari, if they, he ends up winning the SEC uh, with his young team and, and, and looks good while doing it, maybe he's Coach of the Year. Uh, last one for you here before we get you out of here, Cam. Appreciate the time. Um, What did you make of the billboard and John Calipari's response to the billboard last night with Free Big Z right across the street or down the street from the NCAA offices there in Indianapolis? And then, you know, if he wasn't talking about the fans uh, hoping or their opinion, who, who do you think he was talking about there at the end of that segment uh, where he's talking about the, the fans?
3: Man, people will donate money to anything. Man, I got. Yes, they will. To fund me and start start claiming that I'm going to put up a billboard here in Lexington, and <laughs> uh, you know, it's like, I mean, it's, part of it is just kind of you have to laugh at it and kind of shake your head and say, "Oh, that's you know BBN doing it again." But it really is kind of. Symbolic, and, and I think the, the crazy thing about this, and my favorite anecdote from the article and the news that's come out about it, is that the guy who was like the go-between, you know, for his buddy, I think he was like a marketing guy who helped connect them to the Billboard company. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even care about Kentucky. He's a WKU fan. He went to WKU. So, I mean, really, I guess hating the NCAA does kind of unite everyone. And uh, I mean, everyone, <laughs> absolutely, everyone turned it on on broadcast all season long as well. I mean, Jay Billis of Florida talked about how it's crazy that he hasn't been cleared or, you know, a ruling hasn't come down one way or the other yet. I know they brought up the billboard and referenced it again last night. So, you know, it really is just kind of insane how one way or the other, we haven't gotten any clarity on the situation and February is rapidly approaching. Um, you know, that being said, you know, I think Cal at this point is is kind of saying all the right things. I know on the radio show on Monday night, he kind of, struck a slightly more aggressive tone, talked about how they might have to, you know, really start pushing the issue a bit more with the NCAA. And, right. and last night, he was he was pretty clear-cut saying that he's not going to redshirt Von Amiravisic, that if he gets cleared, he will play this season. Obviously, the extent to the, you know, effectiveness that he has is, is completely up to chance at this point, but yeah, no, I mean, this, this situation just keeps dragging on. I think we're going to hear Cal address it kind of more and more. You know, ever since the Louisville game, really, in that press conference where he kind of pointed to the hypocrisy of high school athletes and the NIL deals versus what Von May was being paid overseas, you've seen Cal mention this with more regularity, more frequency, and, and I think that's going to keep coming. You know, almost every single chance he gets in front of a mic, he's going to allude to something yes. you know, where it's, you know, either, if it's your son, you know, what would you do in this situation, <laughs> Stuff. so <laughs> playing the hits know, you expect, yeah you can expect that to be played a, a few times here over the next few weeks if nothing gets
2: resolved all right man appreciate the time cam enjoy your weekend uh enjoy the game on saturday i know you'll be out there i right,
3: appreciate it y'all take care all you, cam. right
2: cam drummond there, Lexington herald leader and zach osterman from the indy star with us right now zach how you doing sir I'm good. How about you? Doing good on this Thursday. It's cold. We're probably going to get snow and ice tonight, but you know what? We're hanging in there. We're hanging in there. We're warm, Zach. That's all that matters. All right, Zach, we talked about the end of our segment last week, uh, what Indiana needed to do, you know, probably go 2-0, and but at the very least split between Minnesota and Purdue, and boy, did they split. Uh, Minnesota, good double-digit win at home. They needed that win after, you know, losing uh, at Rutgers. And then they back it up uh, Monday night with getting absolutely thumped by Zach Edey and Purdue. Uh, what do you make of the Hoosiers now, and, and how desperate is this team? As Mike Woodson again, it went, they didn't go in two, what a disaster, but uh, they are 12-6 and six on the season right now with a 4-3 record in the Big Ten.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think there's bound to be some disappointment, you know, especially because it, it felt like... Minnesota was maybe some of the best we've seen of Indiana. Absolutely. To this point this season, that was a Minnesota team on a seven game win streak. Um, had been particularly efficient recently offensively. And Indiana just kind of backfooted Minnesota from the opening jump. I think they were up 25 to 8. You know, got both of Minnesota's most important players in foul trouble mm-hmm. and just never really let up. The final score, probably, frankly, was pretty kind on Minnesota. And so. Yeah. You figure that, you know, not that doesn't guarantee a win or anything, but it feeds into that Purdue game. Maybe Indiana's kind of found something that works, found a little bit of form. And really, Indiana just, you know, Mike Woodson made a point to say he wasn't complaining about the foul call so much as saying Purdue basically kind of did the same thing to Indiana in some respects, put Indiana on the back foot, got basically the, you know, the, the, the two players that Indiana could at least afford to see in foul trouble in foul trouble. And, you know, then basically once Indiana couldn't kind of make some tough shots, um, the game just got away from them. I obviously rallied a little bit there early in the second half, tried to push back, but just kind of didn't, did not have, does not have as a team, I don't think, the, the horses to, to dig that kind of hole for themselves and, yeah. and pull back out, certainly against a team like Purdue.
2: Yeah, and and it was it was I don't know if it was surprising or not because we've seen Purdue be vulnerable on the road. I mean, their two losses this season came at Northwestern, at Nebraska. So I I didn't view it as some daunting task for Indiana. Yes, I know Purdue's you know a better team. I know Purdue's number one in the country, and they have Zach Eady and all these other things. But you know Indiana's beat Purdue uh, in in Assembly Hall, and I I just I was I was shocked, frankly, Zach, uh, that that the score ended up the way. It was, and you know, we can get into the shooting and all the other things that, that that are plaguing Indiana. But what was the biggest disparity that you saw? The biggest difference between the Hoosiers and the Boilermakers on uh, on Monday.
4: I mean, I think it was a little of a lot of things. I think again, you know, kind of if you could if you could say who are the two players Indiana can sort of least afford to lose early in this game. Mm-hmm. It's the guy whose length when he wasn't fouling Zach Heade, he was actually giving Zach Eadie some trouble and Kalel Ware. And it's the player who is ultimately going to be in that matchup, Indiana's biggest sort of advantage in McKenzie and Bocco. You saw how well he started. Yes. Um, You know, frankly, to some extent, you saw how well he finished. And that was a, you know, (laughs) a reminder of the frustration of losing him, obviously, uh, for such an extended period. Mike Woodson, he, he, he said, I think Woodson was maybe more disappointed with Ware's effort, but he did say... You know, I probably should have brought McKinsey back in. You know, I don't like coaching through hindsight, but I probably should have brought McKenzie back in earlier, even with the two fouls. Um, but it was kind of a little of a lot of things. I mean, like, there was a, you know, there's, you mentioned the two games Purdue lost. Indiana really wasn't able to capitalize on some of the things Purdue has struggled with lately, defending the three-point line. Yeah. Uh, certainly turnovers. Purdue has had some issues with turnovers, but Indiana really couldn't couldn't make that an advantage. Um, you know, quietly, I think there was a perception that this game. You know, Indiana shot. I forget when they shot for the game. Six of twenty four, maybe or eight of twenty four, but they shot two of twelve from behind the three point line in the first half, and there was kind of a perception of, well, that's the old Indiana can't shoot. Whatever. Indiana's actually been shooting the ball a lot better lately. Eight
2: and, of twenty four.
4: T- kind of. Kind of across the board, they were shooting, I think, 37.5% in Big Ten play of the team before the Purdue game, and that was improvement from Trey Galloway, Mm -hmm. from CJ Gunn, from McKenzie Mbaco, from the front court. And the point is, when Mike Woodson kind of brought up the three point shooting post game, I think what he was sort of trying to say was, hey, we've been hitting some of those, especially at home, and it kind of abandoned us at the worst possible time. Because if, you know, if, if. you know, three or four of those go in, you can get halftime, and maybe you haven't played particularly well, but you're still only down eight points, nine points. The deficit is manageable. You're going to have your crowd behind you in the second half. It was just kind of a perfect storm. And I'm not absolving Indiana. I'm not saying they were unlucky. They were, you know, quick as a, a group to kind of give Purdue the credit for the way the game turned out. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of a perfect storm of a lot of things going wrong for Indiana at once that I think really sort of um, ultimately kind of doomed him in that game.
2: Yeah, and I saw your, you, you had some uh, tweets about long twos versus threes and in Indiana hitting uh, the threes and not so much the long twos. Same thing happened with Kentucky for the last few seasons, except for this year they're taking more threes. But we, we had those discussions many times before on these airways, Zach, about the long twos. Uh, last one for you, Zach, they have a, a, a road stretch coming up uh, at Wisconsin tomorrow at 8:30 and then they got a little bit of a break uh the 27th of January they're on the road at Illinois Wisconsin number 11 Illinois 14th uh I mean it, it's it's getting to be do or die time now uh for the Hoosiers and two big time quad one road wins like that would do a long way of getting them into the tournament as right now they're on the outside looking in
4: Yeah I mean I I don't you know it's it's hard to say things are must-wins in early, mid-January. I think what, what you have is more of sort of a must-kind-of-perform, I guess, for lack of a better term, stretch for Indiana. Yeah. they, they got to start putting these wins on the board. And I think there have been moments when, you know, even in, you know, compartments of, you know, the Kansas game, the, the way they started that second half against Purdue – you know, some of these games you can say, hey, I can, you know, I could see Indiana trying to piece some of this together. Mm-hmm. And, and it makes some sense, you know, kind of when you lay it all out on the floor. But they haven't been able to do it consistently. And the reality for Indiana is, you know, it, it, there are quite a few just sort of on paper, quad one and two opportunities left in front of them. But there aren't a lot of scouts in the Big Ten. No, and, you know, now, <laughs> there are not. Indiana's... Now Indiana's lost one of them, and in, in, in maybe one of its, its best opportunities when you consider you know, it's a rivalry game, it's Purdue, it's, it's everything you could sort of throw into it. You know, it, it, they kind of got the, I guess if you want to couple that to Kansas, they got two big chances in, in December and January at home. They weren't able to take them. You're now in a situation where when we talk about games like that, we say you need to find a way to win those, because if you don't, then you're going to have to do something even more difficult. You're going to give yourself an even bigger challenge, which, as you say here, is you know potentially maybe have to go on the road and find a way to steal one of the Wisconsin or the Illinois games just to get yourself started, just to get mm. yourself in a place where you feel like you're you know starting to, to put together the, the the foundations of a resume, and that's that's kind of where Indiana has left itself here. And and you know is the season absolutely over if they lose these two games? No, but. You know, then suddenly you're on a three-game losing streak and a, a four-and-two start in conference play turns into four-and-five, and, five and you, you can start counting, you know, on, on one hand plus a couple fingers the number of genuine quality sort of wins left on the, the resume for you to go try and grab, and it just it piles up quick for a young team. And I think that, you know, if I wouldn't predict them to do it, but if Indiana were able to win either of these two games, it would be – a tremendous boost uh, for a team that, that frankly needs to needs to find some quality in its resume and needs to do it pretty quickly.
2: All right, we'll be following along tomorrow night uh, with the Indiana Hoosiers as they go on the road and win somewhere that they find it tough to win at all the time, no matter how good they are in Wisconsin. Appreciate it. Zach, you have a great weekend. Enjoy the games tomorrow, and uh, we'll talk to you next week, buddy. Thank you. Sounds good. Thanks for having me, as always. All right, Zach Ostman, and that does it for the Blitz. Are you good, Phil? Good stuff there.
0: Yes, I, I was uh, texting feverishly over here, and I'll fill you in during the break. Oh, oh, it's ooh, nothing you oh. did, though. It's, that's the, that's the mis- we got to carry the NFL games this weekend. Yes. And in order to do so, our great partnership with Westwood One, uh, sometimes they shoehorn their pre-roll on the stream for something. So oh. I think it may have already been shoehorned on 93.9, and there is no Thursday night football. So try and do f- troubleshoot that. That's what we do. We produce on the air exactly we, we troubleshoot on the air so uh normally I, I provide a lot of insight during the indiana portion
2: of the, you do the yes uh, it's, your, so, it's your baby so I,
0: I know i was a uh, miss there right <laughs> so apologies for not chiming in there
2: zach let me he, zach osterman is going to text me later where was phil on that one uh, we're kidding all right let's take a break on the other end uh we have some things to talk about here what i have on my my sheet of lies uh we'll do some some national stuff here oh my goodness what do i have oh yeah uh rodney terry got a little horns down anger, Scott Satterfield-like. Uh, uh, ACC is is blocking Florida State. Some other things as well. What does Phil thinking about the Super Bowl pregame show? We'll talk about that and more. Uh, BJ Heating and Cooling, folks, it's cold outside. Going to have some nasty winter weather tonight, supposedly, possibly. We'll see. Uh, but if you have any issues at all, call BJ Heating and Cooling or go to bjhecool.com. They're an official Bryant dealer. They have those mini splits. Uh, they're quiet. They're efficient. They, they, they uh, you know, the, avoid the insulation of that bulky ductwork. If you have a room uh, in your house that's, hot to, that's hard to, to heat or to cool down. You can get one of those, control just that room. Uh, they're, they're locally, they're family owned for over 40 years here in Kentucky. And heck, you can get service in Jefferson County, over across the bridge in Jeffersonville, Sellersburg, uh, New Albany, where I am, all over the place. BJ Heating and Cooling, they're the people I trust. BJHeatCool.com.
1: Welcome back to the Roundtable with Round
2: Daddy. Now here's Round Daddy, James Striebel. We have full play-by-play here on ESPN 680, 105.7, and over on 93.9 The Ville. Uh, Just a reminder, Louisville women's uh, basketball tonight at Clemson, 6.30 p.m. on 93.9 The Ville. Timberwolves versus Grizzlies, some NBA, 9.30 p.m. on ESPN 680 and 93.9 The Ville. Uh, Saturday, Global basketball is back in action. Uh, the Alex White network coverage begins at 1030 a.m. And then, uh, look, they take on, let's say where to go at Wake Forest. Uh, that game's at noon on ESPN, I'm sorry, on 93.9 Ville, And then the Coors Light postgame show with Taylor Lynch after that. Bellarmine basketball at Eastern Kentucky, 645 p.m. on ESPN 681 And then the NFL games will have Ravens versus Texans, 4 p.m. And then 49ers versus Packers, 8 p.m. On ninety three down 9, the ville, and then nine fifteen PM on ESPN 680-1057. So there can, it is. And
0: Kentucky Fish and Wildlife is going to be ESPN yes.
2: Louisville Plus. So that's going to be
0: Twitter Spaces, or maybe our Facebook and Twitter, but for sure Twitter Spaces. So okay, Enson, Enson Gandolfo and maybe Zacky C. If Zacky C. May have some other things going on, but oh. we'll we'll
2: tweet oh. we'll, we'll
0: tweet out the schedule. We'll we'll tweet out the Saturday schedule. But there will be a podcast. There will be a live stream of it somewhere. So well, now
2: you. I'm intrigued. Zachy C's He's got, got stuff. plans. He can have whoa. a night off. I do have plans. Yeah, I got whoa! People. I got people coming down. How about that? Oh, oh how? What, people coming down from Ohio? Yeah, I got friends. How about that? I know you. Oh, I knew you had friends. <laughs> what are you all doing?
0: Is this like yeah. a Dave and Buster's type night or a top <laughs> golf? <laughs> we'll <Dave and> see. <laughs> we haven't. We haven't. No Ironclad that's stuff. That's a that's a dudes night right there. No a du- oh yeah. It, 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 that, this is the disconnect that we were talking about. Not fights, but, well, yeah, you were talking about uh, marital fights. Would you make the comparison Arguments, with that? Yes. That's one thing. Like, the hens, they can. They can. They put plan. Things, they plan. Guys, yeah. Eh, yeah, fly with a sleeve of it. our pants. Yeah, we'll yeah, figure yeah, it you don't, out.
2: You don't got plans. What? what? Now, when's the last time that you just had a night out with the fellas? Just uh, Oh, that's a good question. Man.
0: Uh, I mean, we've had, like. I feel like there was a bachelor party probably end of and we're in that weird state where it's like the tail end of oh, yeah. just like the last of it's the, almost the, the, over yeah it's almost yeah. over of getting some of the fellas getting married i would say summer, summer? but i mean but, but I've, I've gone out with the guys like you know top and but i feel like sure. we're home by like you know Eleven, But I'm you're talking about deep into the night. Like deep into the oh, night. Oh, yeah. No, that that was probably the debauchery that last time I see it was probably in the summer. In
2: the summertime? What I, about, I, I can't tell you the last time for me that that's happened without like without my wife present. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, just the fellas. Just the fellas. I, 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 I don't Lou,
0: know. Louie brings this up all the time with Zach of just being in two different two different parts of their life. That didn't mean there's anything wrong no, with that. No, absolutely. But, but Louie would have to, you would have to make accommodations. Louie would have to make accommodations uh, for these things. Zach yes. can just like on he a whim, do what Come down, was. sleep on my couch. Yeah. We're you good don't to gotta go. check with
2: anybody. Now you're gonna go karaoke with the guys? It's possible. There, there we go. Cars. See, that's what I want. I want to say, I'd love to sound. I won't see you out in the town, Zach, because yeah. I'll be at home. I'll be in my bed uh, or on the couch one or the well, other. there's playoff games on Saturday. There's playoff games on Saturday. There's basketball. Yes. Uh, we're going out for uh, some my, my birthday's on Sunday. Okay. So, to- oh my goodness! Yeah, wow. forty-two. Uh, 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 Jackie ugh. Robinson. Yeah, all yeah. Right. Jackie. Exactly. That's how. I'm gonna, this is my Jackie Robinson era. That's how I'm gonna look at it. My Jackie. Guess when I think era. of Jackie Robinson, I think of James Street. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> all the all the barriers I've broken down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but so tomorrow night I'm actually to go out with a friend of mine. Uh, have have a beer or two. And is I, this Eugene? No, not Eugene. My friend Aaron, who's also a neighbor, he, he lives down the street from me. Okay, and so we're gonna go. We're gonna go to Cluckers tomorrow night. I have a couple brews at Cluckers, but I already let the wife know. Like, hey, honey, this isn't an, an all-night affair. Like, I'll, I'll be home. You know, if I'm not home by ten, then give me a call because <laughs> I, I need to be home. Because there's basketball games on Saturday that we're going out for. For dinner on Saturday oh, as well. Is nice. so
0: and the, you and the wife? Or just, no, the kids, oh, the, okay, the whole family, my, my for parents, the birthday. Nice. siblings, we're all, we're all going out. Where are you going for this? Or is it be, yet to be determined? Yet to be determined. I like yet that. Yet to be determined. I see again, yeah. that's, that's a guy's birthday right exactly. there. Exactly. Yeah, we'll uh, see, whatever morning I feel love, like. We'll yeah. decide on that. Okay, that's good. Well, I, I, I'm envious of Zachy C's weekend with the fellas. I am too. And, and look, it's your birthday too. Probably not as envious of that because, like no. you said, you'll be it at
2: 10 I'll be, o'clock. I'll be at 10 o'clock. There won't be any late night shenanigans. And so those birthday, I can't my last birthday where I just went out and just went nuts. I like I can't I can't even tell you, was it 25, 26, 27, 28? There,
0: I don't I don't know. There is a hard look in the mirror where you just say, I'm never doing this again. Yes. And, and, and it's like that there's a boundary where you're like, oh, boy, I, I've, I've crossed the barrier of just. Uh, again, it's there's no the point of no return. I can't keep up going down this road. Yeah, but it, it's, I'm not built the same way I was between the 18 and 21 years. I was uh, 21 years old for those that 21 <laughs> 21 no, 21, no, no, no fake 21. ID prior to that. So no, but yes, officer. <laughs> Boy, I got some stories from my tell-all book about that. Uh, the oh, the, the I fake ID, do. the McLovin' right there. XR. Oh, but, but look, there's Zachy sees in a unique situation where the fellows are just going to be watching NFL games. Yeah. Brews with the bras. Good for you. Yeah. You, you've earned that. I've, Chicken wings and pizza. That's right. Now, yeah. Now That's man it. food right there. Now, Zach, <laughs> uh, you can say no if you're extremely professional about this. I, You will not hurt mm, my feelings. Okay. Some of the best radio that has been done here. Yeah. Is when Patty Ice, when he was at the Indy 500, Extremely Sauced. Yes. Uh, Jack Grossman, I believe, had a moment as well where he would call in when they were producers of SMH and they would give previews of something. Sure. Now, I'm not saying you need to do this live, but if you do have the voice memos app on your phone, Mm -hmm. I would love your analysis of the NFL games uh yeah. while maybe you have a brew or two if you are at that hmm. threshold. If yeah. it, and if you say no, there's no peer pressure there, but I will just say uh some of the most infamous sounds on this airwaves, which is again more airtime for you. More airtime <laughs> for sound. Uh, but I understand if you don't want to be viewed in that light, if you're extremely professional. Oh, I don't care. Okay. That a boy. Okay. So if you want, I will set a reminder right now. Okay. And I it can be whatever you want to talk about. It could be, then it had go, to be NFL. Yeah, yeah, you could go with Ryan Day, it could be yeah. Soprano, but I think a with the fella, Zachy C, 90-second montage could be some good radio. I might have to rant about how people skip the Melfi scenes in The Sopranos because they're not actually Sopranos fans. That's not a
2: Sopranos fan because the entire show is built around the psyche of Tony Soprano yes. and his mental capacity to to be a mob boss and a father and the struggle he has with his mother, like all that stuff. That's The Sopranos. All, all, the mobs, all the mob stuff is, 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 you know, it's extra. It's well, extra. It's, it's window dressing.
0: Didn't recordings get released in which they said, yeah, it's exactly like that. Where it's like mobsters said, oh like yeah, There's many oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, they talk to shrinks and yes. they talk to, yeah. they they they're they're insecure at all these things, so yeah, no, they're all sociopaths,
2: right? Exactly, yeah, <laughs> they all have a lot of that. But uh, there, you you know, you talk about the sound of people calling in, and I, I, you remember the first time that I ever did that? Oh, when I called the, in at, uh, at Bourbon and Beyond, Bourbon and Beyond, yes, yes I had him on like that too, Zach. I was at Bourbon and Beyond. I was very early in the show with Andy. And I had to show off. I think this was still when Big Easy was still kicking around and he, he, he turning Andy down every other day and all those other things. But uh, that's what I called. It It was very hot. I said that uh, the sweat pattern on my shirt looks like the Mona Lisa. That was... That, Infamous yeah. sound. Again. If, 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 Zach, this is your opportunity. Like People still talk about that okay. sound today. Let's Th- go. This, this
0: could be you. So, it could. yeah, we could react to the NFL games. You could give your thoughts on that. But w- I have the reminder set. It will be around... Eleven o'clock 11 or o'clock. so to text you. Hopefully okay. the debauchery now. isn't too far gone, yeah. but th- there's something there, so we can dive into that <laughs> what, on Sunday
2: morning. What do Zach and Phil think about? You know, it's been announced there for a while that Usher is going to do the halftime show yeah. the Super Bowl. Did you see the 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 pregame the pregame performances? Have you all seen? These? Oh, I, haven't, I don't think I've seen the oh, pregame. You have I know not. there's like
0: this is usually my wheelhouse.
2: I enjoyed this. I know. I thought that's, that's why I put it on my so, uh, sheet of lies. And so we're I not talking like this. about
0: we're not talking about the the seven hour pregame. Show on CBS we're talking about like There's a show
2: a no pr- no the, the, we're talking About like the the musical guests okay So no I I, I have not seen this okay So you know who you want to know who's singing the National Anthem Yes Reba McIntyre the look on Phil's face and the look on Zach's face. Nick, this is Nick Curran's wet dream. I was yeah. going to say, Nick <laughs> loves this. Yeah. So Re- Reba McEntire says, I'm honored to be a part of something as big and historic as the Super Bowl coming to Las Vegas for the first time. So she's going to country music star Reba McEntire will grace next month's Super Bowl stage stages, sing national anthem with Pulse Malone. He's going to perform America the Beautiful.
0: Because when I think of America the Beautiful. <laughs>
2: you think Post Malone. Yes, there, everyone does. Everyone thinks of Post Malone. And then I, this is a blind spot for me. This is going to sound bad, but I, I don't I don't know. Never mind. I'm not going to stop this. Who is it? Is there somebody else? Yes, but I don't know her name. And I don't want to be mean. Well, like, we butcher. It's ESP and ESPN. Heuvel. We butcher words all the time here. Well, she She's she's go, she's going to sing. Lift every voice and sing. Her name's Andra Day. Andra Day. Okay, That's a blind spot. I, for blind me spot too. Spot. I, don't, I don't know. I, don't. I knew who Pulse Malone was. I knew who. She's, she's an R&B soul singer, yes. songwriter and actress. Okay, there we go. So she'll, she'll, so that's the three pronged attack when it comes to lift every voice and sing, America the Beautiful, and then the national anthem topped off there by Reba McIntyre. How about little, that? Then a little Usher. Some Usher. Usher. Is he going to be, is
0: that so? Have we confirmed? I remember doing the story on what else was going on. Is yeah. he getting help from anyone? Or is Are we this,
2: getting Luda and Lil John back? Oh, we he better. We be, be better. He better go with, with oh, absolutely. Ludacris Luda and Lil John. Yes. Oh, man. The they white people, to the be, white people, when they hear, yeah, they yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Now, there okay. Are, there are two songs, Zach, back when Phil and I were out there hitting the streets and in the clubs. And yeah. the, the two songs that you knew, actually three songs. Okay. Okay. Three songs. You knew that when these songs came on, it was Anarchy in the Club, Water Flying, Beer Flying, Girls on the Bar. Things are getting getting loose, okay? Okay. Yeah, is one of those of songs. Yeah, but you, Zach's he, older than I think, though. I always think he's his early thirties. I grew yeah. up with. I know. Yeah, I know. So yeah. He, I know all he, okay. Knows worse. So, yeah, he's so karaoke. In when this. that came on, bang. Yep. That's one. Any, anytime you hear "Peace Up," A Town, it's yeah, on. It's, it's it's done. The other one, in the club, fifty six comes on. Yes. Bang! It will. That that well, that may be the winner. That's the. When I that think beat it is. dropped holy smokes and yep. then the third one get low oh yeah get low comes on to the window to the wall that play i mean I, i'm getting cold chills and thinking kept, about you're this. thinking of o'malley's yes. in the Met, spinning dance floor. oh yeah o'malley's bar of Louisville. have a nice day cafe oh you better believe it I, uh, phoenix hill i feel like zach would have cleaned
0: you'll up be at su- phoenix hill you'll be surprised oh, yes i've karaoke'd all three of those songs Shocker!
2: Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, Zach E. C. Yeah. Now I, I, you're right because Phoenix Hill had a little bit of everything. You would
0: have to bring tranquilizer darts
2: <laughs> for the Cougars that were for there. the Cougars not, that were not there. For the women,
0: but the, the Cougars Ooh. that are the Mountain Lions. Hold that on are. a
2: second. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, he better is he better at Phoenix Hill or Jim Porter's? Great question, man. Four, Jim, three, seven, nine, Boy, six, Jim Porter's. Zach. I would I would have paid money to see Zach Cantrell at Jim Porter's. You would have found a wife there. Would, I know you, you said, would have said you're not, not going to get
0: married during football season. You would have found a wife there.
2: Yeah, she she would have. It was it was it was prime real estate, Zach, as, as they would say. You would have walked in, cleaned right up. But no, Phoenix Hill had they had a, like kind a, of a concert room. They had a dance the dance room, and then they had the um the, the karaoke room. They had like six rooms in there. True story. We're gonna go down this. Let's point. go. Let's go, uh, baby.
0: A, one of my buddy's twenty first birthdays. I hope he's not listening. Okay. Uh, as I may or may not have been 21, allegedly, with the one of fake IDs, <laughs> wet t-shirt contest. No one does that. Uh, we're up there. It's girls dancing on the table. Yeah. He pointed out one individual that was dancing on the... He's like, who is that? It was his sister. Oh. Oh.
2: Oh. Oh. God. That's, 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 you just, you just cut your losses and just walk out. Yeah. You hang your head in shame and you just leave. Yeah. Really? (laughs) His sister?
0: Maybe a second cousin. Was it bitch Hannigan. (laughs) He didn't have his mattress with him for that. (laughs) Bitch's sister. By the way, so I I can't tell when we were talking about the.
2: Sorry, oh, no, no. I just, no, remember, I just, remember, I just remember Jack. Jack I'm sorry. I just remember the first time Jack Grossman ever saw Mitch, Mitch's sister. Oh, I can only imagine. We Raised sitting, the eyebrows. We were sitting in this. Oh, we were sitting in this room right here. It was me, and Grossman, doing a little Kentucky uh, post game show. I believe it was football, and he saw and Jack. Huh? Ah, yeah. Ah, he called me yesterday. That's a
0: surprise. What's up, Phil? What's up, Phil? Always. Oh, I love that kid. Love that kid. By the oh, way, yeah. him going on his eight-minute diatribe about Indiana. Purdue. It's like you. That's oh. the easiest segment for you the entire week. I
2: like, wind him up and just let him go. I said, Indiana-Purdue, Zach Eadie versus Khalil Ware, go. And he,
0: bam. It had to be every bit of eight and a half minutes. By the way, going back to Usher, uh, you, you talked about 50 Cent in the club. Yeah. I, I thought it was a really good halftime performance at the Super Bowl. Although when Double D and Blank loved it as much as they did. Well it was yeah, it's a red flag. Yeah. It's a warning. That they that, loved it? I would not have guessed that. Oh, right. Oh so loved I, it. So I I'm curious, I was like, what does the other side think about this then? Like in the hmm. in, in the community. Like what yeah. is what what do others think about if they're liking that? That's why I'm curious with the Usher experiment. Oh, that's a great point. Because I think Ludacris, it's gonna be a very
2: similar demographic that really likes Usher a lot. Because
0: yeah. Ludacris, Little John, uh, all those individuals they, they gravitate to the Zacky season, James sure, the world. Sure, absolutely. Like yeah. Ludacris at the Falcons game was like bungee jumping, and like all the white people, they Yay, love that. It's
2: like jumping. Arthur playing, sign me
0: this hey. massive check. Yeah, it's <laughs> this fast is and Furious.
2: But the Ludacris. We were talking about this off air, but uh, Ludacris uh, catching some strays from Cat Williams. So you finally got. Club Oh my god! That's yes. Did, That's you did you watch it? Did
0: you watch it? Okay, we talked it. about. Did part. you watch all three hours? So I didn't know there was three hours. Yeah. I only watched like forty minutes yeah. of it. You need to send me the four hour. Clip
2: yeah, I, I need to see the whole. Because I'm right now listening to the breakdown of Isaac, we, our guest yesterday. Isaac Weishop did it. He's doing. He does a breakdown because Cat Williams like names names and like oh, yeah. like, they're, they're out the gate. like out the gate like this is you know he's he didn't he didn't specifically say illuminati but he like alleges to illuminati like things so of course you know isaac sees plugged into it so i started listening to isaac's breakdown i'm sitting there I'm like oh my Gosh, and of course, you know, Ludacris he says he's there, ne- he is never Illuminati, he's a, a Ludinati. A he did that freestyle rap, and yeah, you're right. I, you, you hear that, and you're like, oh man, I was like, I remember when Ludacris finally first came out with uh, Southern Hospital. I want to head to the, the hoe, and I want to move from the bed down to them. But yeah, that's a good one. I can't sing that song, it's way too filthy.
0: That's clean. I think I, I stepped on yeah. it a second, but I think I that's think that clean. Yeah. I think good? that works. I okay. think that works. It's a little Southern hospitality right yeah. there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Great, great, great album. Song. Yeah, yes. gr- yeah, great song, yes. But look, I, I think with this, I, I'm curious to see how it's received by, we know you and Zach are going to like it. Yeah, I'm going to like it. The other I like communities, it, sir. Yeah.
2: You no, know, no, I get I, I, it's like... It's East End Drake's music. Oh, 100% East End Gra- Drake's music. You know, East End Drake's moms hear Captain's that? Captain's Quarters, Bob Dominey oh, grinding. Boy. Like, this is the good <laughs> stuff. I mean, this is the stuff that,
0: you know, dreams are made of for some.
2: Bob Bob Dominey's going to have a watch party just for the halftime show at his place, just, just for Usher. Just like, God rest his soul, Billy Reed had a watch party for J-Lo and Shakira. And they're there. <laughs> they're some of the best sound, man. The the, the, the tongue the tongue clucking. <laughs> he did the, the tongue the ton, clucking. The ton. I'm sure that's the what the she, medical community calls the, the, it. The way she clucked her tongue. Oh <laughs> my god, it was beautiful. <laughs> he made the sound too. He went like, <laughs> oh Shakira, she's like in uh, big trouble with like uh like a tax fraud. Oh really? Is she yeah. still dating Jimmy
0: Butler? Is that is that a did I miss that? I don't
2: think so. I think she's moved on to another athlete because she's married to a soccer dude for a long. Long time. They're building a. Uh, either they're building. They built a statue of her in her hometown uh, in Colombia. Hmm. I think they. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like a, a Shakira statue. I'd visit it. I'd, I'm sure. I'm, I'm not a big statue. Ooh, where died.
0: Where would you take a picture of
2: the Shakira statue? The feet. I'm kidding. I'm not. I was gonna say, huh? <laughs> Rex Ryan. Not Rex Ryan. No. not, 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 not Rex Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Are you looking up the statue? I am. I'm looking. This you up. see it? Yeah. No. I, I, oh yeah. your boyfriend first? Shakira. Shakira. Here, you look that up. I'll look up. Oh Shakira. wow. Yeah. Yeah. I've it's in it. Okay. Yep. Okay. There. Yeah. There's her statue. Yeah. So very
0: uh, Christina Aguilera, uh, genie in a bottle.
2: Oh. Oh gosh. That, that was a. Oof. Okay, so now that we're here, I mean, we we have to take a break so we get Andy on. But uh, Louis does say can't confirm his wife is excited for Usher. Uh, absolutely. Okay, so um, I just lost it. I just had the, what the statue? Man, no, not the statue, the oh, Christina Aguilera genie in the bottle. Is this a pop up next to the Britney Spears cutout? No, but if there was ever if there was an ever a competitor for that it would have been not not dirty Christine aguilera from for, from the dirty era like that was, it was a little too much for me i was like eh. you know I, I i i like a little more subtlety than that but genie in a bottle christina aguilera right up there with baby one more time huh right up there with that video i in the
0: water for the Mickey man Mouse oh corn, man huh?
2: gotta rub me the right way honey damn right Texture. i'd kiss the statue (laughs) even a lot of other people uh texter portals in porters equals the wrinkle room pht the best rip borrow will have a nice day uh jumping for a minute Oh, Yucatan Liquor Stand. Yeah, I forgot about that place. Yeah, East End Club off of Hurstbourne. Tsunami, Lynn Station Road. Tsunami. Tsunamis. Oh, that was big in middle school. Okay. God, that was really I'd big in middle school. Texture, pay admission to Jim Porter's, come back with four kids. Texture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rick, you should go to Board and You for your birthday dinner. What is that? I'm looking it up. I think you butchered that, but I'm... Bored, it, bored in you. You keep
0: trying okay, to land that plane. I'm, I'm trying to find the
2: text I don't, here. I don't know what that means. Did you find the text? I haven't found it yet, no. It's uh, 4250. Four two five. Yeah. Oh. Less sports, more weird. LOL. Sorry, I can't do weird all the time. This is a sports. This isn't. Is ES- by the way, that was. This not- is an ESPN station, sir or madam. Uh, Atomic dog. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, <laughs> texture. That sounds like a setup to some brother sister. Oh. Game of Thrones. Nope. Yep. Yep. Game of Thrones. Phoenix Hill was the bomb. Tex Strebel worrying about a filthy song when he himself is a filthy, nasty swine whose jiggly bits drag through the slop as he waddles to his pig pen for a nap after engulfing 14 pounds of warm slop in truffles. <laughs> <laughs> Shakira's soccer dude equals Gerard Piqué. I don't huh. know who that is. Test to your top headlines on ESPN's website. Has an article on Miami tight end. McCormick is getting a ninth year of eligibility. What the hell? You're damn right. All right, let's go ahead and take a break. Phil, thank you so yes, much sir. for hanging out. Appreciate the time. We'll have Andy Sweeney on here next on the roundtable ESPN 681057.
3: is isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is.